Otherwise on SAFM. A very good Wednesday to you, Mzansi, from me, Shadow Twala. Welcome to Otherwise Talking Women on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My producer is Hazel Makuzeni, and Rob Parkin is our technical producer for today. Our contact details are 0892102010. Email otherwise at safm.co.za. Tweets at otherwise safm or at Shadow Twala. Now, today we find out all about homeschooling as a possible alternative to the mainstream educational system for you or your family. My guest is Shirley Erve, author of Homeschooling High School. I urge you to call in, especially if you already have chosen homeschooling for your children or are thinking about it. The number to call will be 0892102010. But I, before that, lunch bites, I now got some quotes on homeschooling. Agatha Christie says, I suppose it is because nearly all children go to school nowadays and have things arranged for them that they seem so fallenly unable to produce their own ideas. And Jean Royer says homeschooling and public schooling are as pos- opposite as two sides of a coin. In a homeschooling environment, the teacher need not be certified, but the child must learn. In a public school environment, the teacher must be certified, but the child need not learn. First, it was the first democratic elections in 1994. The President of the Republic of South Africa, Mr. Nelson Kholishasa Mandela. The time for the healing of the wounds has come. The 2010 FIFA World Cup. We are proud. We are proud of Africa. The 2010 FIFA World Cup will be organized in South Africa. Then, a South African winning an Oscar. And the Oscar goes to... Charlize Theron. I'm going to thank everybody in South Africa, my home country. Our democracy did not come cheap. SFM celebrates 20 years of inspiration. Let us all reflect on how our freedom was achieved. SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Otherwise, on SAFM. Shirley Erve is a parent of six children, has been homeschooling since 1997. She's the co-author of three literature-based home education programs for South Africans and the author of a literacy and numeracy program for preschoolers. Needless to say that this book, Homeschooling High School, is a comprehensive guide to homeschooling. Shirley, thank you for joining us and thank you for your time. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> now, I wonder, with six children, what, are, what, what ages are we talking about here? Um, my eldest is 16 and my youngest is three. But when I first started homeschooling, I also had my stepdaughter who's in her 20s living with me. Wow. Yeah. And how did you get to make a decision to homeschool? Um, she was in preschool. Sorry, I just have a three-year-old here crying. We understand, we understand. She was in preschool at the time, and my husband had just got custody of her, and we just felt she needed a break for a short while, Mm. and that was when I started researching homeschooling as an alternative. And the more I read, the more I became convicted that if I had children of my own, this would be how I would like them to be educated. 
What were your qualifications? I mean, what made you so confident that you could do it? Because one just thinks that one needs to kind of educate themselves first to be able to impart that knowledge, especially with the various subjects to the children. Um, I think I, I was quite confident that I would manage well at grade one and the primary school grades. And of course, what the natural question then is, what about high school? Mm. But as I researched homeschooling and found answers, I had I was able to overcome my worries and my doubts and my fears. And I discovered that research has shown that even parents who have dropped out of high school themselves are able to successfully homeschool their children until matric level. Um, particularly if they use materials that are designed for homeschooling, mm. which assume that the parent is not a qualified expert in any particular subject. And would you say that your your, your children have, are kind of uh, recluses in a way? Do they live reclusive lives? <laughs> do they? How do they fit into society? Because we hear a lot about children being misfits. Uh, because they don't quite socialize much and they wake up there at home and they go to bed there at home? Um, well, that's not quite what happens. I would say they socialize as much as I do, and I'm not a misfit. <laughs> I don't go to school every day and sit with um, city people who are 40-something years old. That would be a weird form of socialization for me as an adult. <laughs> and we believe that children need, just like me, to learn to socialize with all age groups. And so... Um, you know, my children go out and attend sports and they're involved in activities in the community. Many homeschoolers are involved in church and other religious activities. Mm. And we have um, play dates and we have relationships with other families, just like families who have their children attending school. Well, so I... We don't cocoon our children and only stay at home. Is there a huge community that you know of homeschoolers? Um, it's growing by the day. I mean, I live in a small town in the Western Cape, and we have about 50 families in the surrounding area that are homeschooling. And so we have a support group, and we arrange regular outings and picnics and socials and field trips to places of interest. It sounds like also homeschooling is, is, is mainly done by moms because dads, I suppose, go out and, 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 and get the bacon, so to speak. So, you know, it, it, it almost seems like something that, that only people who can afford can do. Um, it is mainly mothers that are at home with their children in the day, although I do know of some families where the mother is out earning the, the bacon and the father stays at home. But um, many homeschool moms are actually working from home. They found ways to either freelance or become entrepreneurial. I actually asked on a Facebook group, I said, what you women do and I got 60 different replies of the different professions that they are practicing while they are home educating their families okay so we've had a discussion husband and wife we deciding to homeschool for whatever reasons and I'm sure I mean I, I, I try to look on the net at, at, at a lot of people who are totally against homeschooling okay. and we'll get to the you've <laughs> given us some pros but we'll get to the cons pros and cons yeah. um, but where, do, where does one start plotting what what are the imperatives that one needs to think seriously about before you even make that decision a lot of families homeschool for a lot of different reasons so I think each family must just think what are my goals what do I want to achieve by this and most often it's that parents want to be more involved in their children's education they're wanting a better quality academically but they also realize that 
um, there's more to educating a child than just schooling a child. It involves training his character and helping him develop his talents and his strengths and helping him to not just be an average, you know, and just do the same as what everybody else does. And so, yeah, I think a person needs to just sit down and make a list of your own personal reasons for choosing this option. But we we also fearful that we may not be doing the right thing. Oh yes, <laughs> you know, and, and I, to I, just I get over that hurdle of of being fearful. Am I wasting my child's time? Am I, you know, are, are they going to manage to go to university for that matter? Yeah. Uh, with the results that I give, so a lot of a lot of, uh, and I suppose your book deals with it because I must say I didn't read your book. I got it yesterday, yes, but I was so excited. I was so excited about it because I tried to homeschool my my daughter, and eventually I didn't feel I, I, in fact I was not homeschooling but I sent my daughter to somebody else who was doing okay. who was homeschooling but I, I just didn't feel confident because I was so used to um, them bringing home homework them bringing home projects to do and that was not being done the way I expected so I pulled her out again okay but what should I have been thinking at the time I think for most of us that are parents in, of our generation, it takes a huge mind shift to realize that there's more than one way to learn. I always say to parents that the way we were taught in school is just one slice of the pizza that you could call education. Mm. The classroom, the teacher, the textbook, mm. you do the assignment, you write the test, you pass, you move on. And in home education, a lot of people, you'll hear them say, but we're not doing school at home. And the families who do do who do they take that school model and they replicate it at home many of them find that it is rather stressful because the mom isn't the teacher and now she's got to nag the kids and the kids aren't used to this kind of mm. setup and then they often give up and they put their children back in school so i think um for me the important thing is that new homeschooling parents must really go and research and read up as much as they can ask all the questions find the answers to the things that worry them and then they'll be far more educated about how home education works than for themselves and they'll feel more confident once they have the answers to those worries and doubts and fears. Time management becomes a big question because when does school begin, when does it end? Um, usually we feel children must be up at a certain time every morning and go to bed at, at this time every night. Mm. And of course there's meals in between. When are you a mom to your child and a teacher to your child? How do you divide the time up? I think that homeschooling is just a continuation of parenting. I think we, we teach our children from the moment they're born. They learn some of the most important things in life, like how to speak, from their parents. So we are their natural teachers and, and until, until you hand over that role to somebody else if you choose that option. So for me, it's not a big deal of now I'm in my teacher hat and now I'm in my mommy hat. It's, mm. it's um, I'm me. And um, with regards to time management, you know, every family, again, is different. Some are very structured morning people and they're up early and they do things and others are far more flexible and they stay in bed until half past seven or eight and then they'll have breakfast together and do chores together and do a few hours of work, you know, book work, like school, and then carry on with the rest of their day. So it's, it really, it's up to you to find a system that works for you. There are some families where the kids are night owls and so are the parents. So they'll mm -hmm. do reading aloud and assignments and work on the PC till late at night. It's really, it's really flexible. And, you know, this is part of undoing that mindset of, all right, school hours are from 8 in the morning until 2 o'clock in the afternoon. We, we do most of our sort of formal book work during the morning so that our kids are free to do um, 
sports and take part in other activities in the afternoon. But it's not always like that. I was going to talk about the curriculum and what you choose to teach your children and is, is it the same as, uh, as the one the Department of Education gives? Uh, no, I do not follow the national curriculum and apparently in the Pretoria High Court it was, a ruling was made that um, home educators do not have to follow the national curriculum and so personally I follow a far more eclectic approach and I select one program for maths that's written by a maths expert who's a homeschooling parent and he understands the homeschool scenario and he's passionate about his subject and he wants children to love math. So I chose that program and it's worked well for most of my kids. Then for science I've used another program that was written by a professor of science who wanted high schoolers, particularly homeschoolers, to be up to scratch when they got to college level. And his passion for his subject comes through in his materials and so my kids that have used them have said, yes, those are great. So we stick with that program. So I mix and match different products together um, to do the basic subjects that we cover, which are the languages, English, Afrikaans, math, social studies, and science. And then all my kids are able to pick and choose other things that they would like to study. So one year we did French, another time we did Latin, one child's doing an art course, my son is doing um, a homeschool electronics course. Oh. You know, so then they can pick different subjects that and follow their own passions and their interests. But then we we get to university acceptance. Uh, do all your does your curriculum uh, uh, qualify for a university um, kind of degree? Um, not in our country, no. Unfortunately, the rules in South Africa are a little bit more restricted than, say, in the states, where other families do actually get themselves a, a high school diploma using the programs that I've mentioned. In South Africa, um, one has to get back into the box kind of thing from grade 10 to 12, go back mm -hmm. into the system mm -hmm. if you want to write the National Senior Certificate, and then most homeschoolers do that via a distance education provider. Many of them also choose the Cambridge International Examination so that they get an internationally recognized certificate. And another option that's growing in popularity is writing the American GED mm. and then um, writing the college entrance exams that they use in America, the SAT. So does and, um, in South Africa, that combination is recognized as a foreign conditional matric exemption. The condition is that the student must pass his first year at university. Mm. So, so if, if, if they would get that Cambridge certificate, then they can go into a university in South Africa. Otherwise, your children would be forced to study elsewhere, long-distance learning, possibly from other countries. Yes. Um, look, with any, with any option, there are no guarantees. Even with a South African matric certificate, there's no guarantee that the faculty you apply to will accept you. So you just have to do the best you can and, and hope for the best. But there are a growing number of online courses that one can do. So... You know, nowadays, South African universities are not even the only option. Hmm. Please do stay on the line. Uh, look after the three-year-old for a, a, a second or so <laughs> while, while we take um, a, a little break and we'll come back and talk to you. Okay, thank Th you. Thank you, Shirley. Otherwise, on SAFM. Shirley Erva is my guest. She's written a book, Homeschooling High School, and she, as a parent, is homeschooling six children 
and we're talking about the pros and cons of homeschooling and what you need to consider and if you have any questions please do call us on 0892102010 i haven't read the book got it yesterday was very exciting i thought it was a very important subject to discuss and of course it is a comprehensive book it'll have lots of lots of answers for you but it is interesting to talk to shirley and hear firsthand of her experience shirley you spoke about education as as something that goes beyond just the subject matter um just just expand on that because it, you know it was not about the curriculum only but there's a lot more going on uh, yeah i just we you know as a parent there's more to educating your child than just making him academically smart in fact a lot of those people are not well they're well schooled but not well educated you need to have trained your children in character teach them to think critically um, encourage them perhaps to be entrepreneurs to develop leadership mm. um, there's so much more and, to, and for me what's important is to help my children discover what am I good at what are my talents Where are, what are my passions what do I want to pursue because you know so much of what I remember doing in school we just did it because we had to do it and we had to get through it but it wasn't really what I wanted to do and when one is passionate and motivated to do something then it doesn't even feel like work it doesn't feel like school you know it's just mm. something you do because you're interested in it and you enjoy it let's speak with brandon from guazulu natal hello brandon hello shadow welcome hello, shirley hello. You both? thank you very much for this topic fantastic to hear shirley talking like this it really is a wonderful opportunity for families and for people of south africa i just want to make one comment please about the um misfits and such I would say that if we researched into the, the misfits, we would find probably more misfits came from the schooling system than mm -hmm. did from homeschooling. It's a misnomer really to think that we are socialized in a school system where you can have youngsters 25 or 35 all the same age sitting next to each other, sometimes all boys and all girls across the road. Mm. That's really antisocial. Brandon, were you homeschooled? The last thing, my belief is the school system is more of a factory production, a sausage machine. Mm, mm. And I really implore people to consider that if you are a parent, if you are a woman that can give birth, you are therefore qualified to raise your child. Believe in yourself, have faith, and don't get bogged down by the normal society trends which tell you that you are wrong and that you are a rebel or that you're some kind of misfit. Brandon, were you, were, you, were you homeschooled, Brandon? I'm, I'm curious. Um, I did homeschool my children, yes, for seven years, two sons. I was the primary educator. Oh, fantastic. And, and, and they've gone on to do great things, I take it. Yes, correct. The one is at the University of Cape Town now, first year, and he's... My wife said to me, don't hold back from bragging, but I'm not going to, but he was a very, very successful <laughs> student. And you can brag, you can brag. Go ahead and no, brag. Um, he can speak for himself. And um, my elder boy, my younger boy, uh, spent a lot of time with football and football clubs, and also a top mathematician and accountancy and science. All the things they love, just the way Shirley's talking. Young people, if they love what they're doing and they know that their parents or their educators are the loving and devoted, they will go far. Homeschooling allows for an analysis and for experience and feeling and also slowing down. Sometimes we rush the kids. Mm. We put so much pressure on the kids that you've got to learn, you've got to read, you've got to write. Computers this, computers that. There's not enough time for playing in the mud with the sticks and the stones. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your call, Brandon. Pleasure. And shout out to you. You're such a star. Thank you, you really darling. Star. Thank You're you. one of our leaders in South Africa. Thank you. Thank you. Take care now. Thank
it makes me think, uh, Shirley, and you know, Brendan is also a living example like you. It makes me think of the costs, though, of homeschooling. How much does it cost in, in real money? And we're not even considering time. We're not even thinking about that. But just in real costs. I actually haven't added up what I've spent, say, this year. But um, in general, people have asked this before. And there was a survey done by Cape Home Educators earlier this year. And I don't have the figures in front of me now, but it was considerably less than what it would cost to send your child to a government school where you are paying school fees. I know there are some schools that are low-fee or no-fee schools, but for normal people um, that are earning a good income and that are paying to send their children to school, you can homeschool for less. But um, a lot of people use... Um, the internet, there's a lot of free programs and things on the internet. Mm. Some people buy secondhand. Um, you know, there's, people find a way because, as you say, most people are surviving on one main income and maybe the wife working from home or part-time. Mm. So people do have to work out their budgets and find a way. But, you know, if you're committed, you will find a way. There's libraries as well. People also use that. Nomsen Gauteng, hello, welcome. Hi, thank you so much, Shadow. Um, look, I, I, I have um, uh, two kids, um, twins, a boy and a girl, and they're in grade one as I'm speaking to you. Mm-hmm. I have considered homeschooling, not that I want to do it myself because I don't have time. However, my kids are struggling at school. Mm. And um, um, they've, they've been at um, um, preschool, you name it, you know, early childhood, early childhood development, but still they're seriously, seriously struggling, especially the girl. And I thought... Um, maybe I need to take her out of school now as we're speaking. You know, yesterday I was speaking to the teacher say I need to look for somebody who's doing homeschooling. Mm. I need to understand from Shady whether, um, where can I, you know, what do I look for if I look for homeschooling and whether my child will be able to get back into the mainstream because I don't necessarily want her to be at homeschooling until she's in matric but what i need is just for her to be able to craft and understand you know the educational system and looking at the homeschooling that will as well have some kind of a relationship or look at a curriculum that is school related mm-hmm. i'm really frustrated well you know Namche, I, I i want you and and what you're talking about is very important but i i just before shirley answers you i also think you need to make your decision about what you want from your children or what you want for them uh, without considering the the mainstream education because if I understand it, you need to design what you want for yourself and then go and find somebody who supplies that. Shirley? Um, yes, when children are not educated in their home, own home, strictly that, that falls beyond the definition of homeschooling, but it is a growing phenomenon in South Africa. There are many parents like this lady who are not in a position to homeschool their children themselves. And so words like learning centers, cottage schools, micro schools have cropped up to to describe where somebody else runs a little private school in their home and takes in a few children and educates them. Mm-hmm. So there are people doing that, and she can go and look on a website called tayschoolers.co.za. Um, it's the Association for Homeschooling. Tayschoolers. If you Google for that... You'll find their website, and they offer a service where they help families connect with those kind of um, service centers. I tell you what, Nomche, if you stay tuned, we'll give all those details again at the end of the show. But I'm sure we'll find some help for you. Okay. Thank you for your call. Thank you so much, eh? Take care now, Shirley. Sure. Please stay on the line for me.
talking homeschooling with Shirley Erve and uh, homeschooling as an alternative to mainstream educational system. And if you'd like to join the conversation, 0892-102010. But uh, the, my last caller, Shirley, mentioned quite a few things. And I, I really want us to just go back to it a bit because we, we were talking about costs earlier, but also just the kind of pressure a child gets because they're a certain age, they should have passed a, a, a particular grade. Otherwise, they look, they looked at as, as losers or, or you know failures um, and it also goes with homeschooling if somebody else is homeschooling your children um, obviously then you, you aren't able to choose the kind of curriculum you've had the luxury of doing that saying now and again you introduce French or Spanish and those kinds yeah. of things you don't have that luxury though when somebody else is homeschooling your child um, I haven't had experience of that but yes I, I guess you're right you would have to take what is on offer and perhaps you know, there are various options. Some families would then hire a tutor to come to their home, and then you can basically pick and choose what you want your children to learn. But if, obviously, if you're putting them into a small cottage school, then you would probably have to fit in with what that facilitator is offering. But And that's not thing, called homeschooling, right? No, not strictly so, no. Mm-hmm. Because homeschooling is what you do as a parent. Yeah, uh, homeschooling means that the child is educated in their own home. Whether it's by a parent or a tutor, it doesn't matter, Mm -hmm. as long as they are at home for most of the time. I guess if somebody else is doing it, it's then more expensive. Because I was thinking when we were talking about costs earlier that you're saving quite a lot of money on... Um, firstly, you would have for the, the kind of education your children are getting is the kind of education they could only get at a private school, which would cost you double because of the size Absolutely. of the class yeah. and, and the attention, the one-on-one attention that they get. Yes. They would never be able to get anywhere else, so it would cost more. Definitely. Um, you know, we don't have overheads like school buildings and salaries to pay and sports fields to maintain. So it definitely would be much cheaper than any private schooling. And earlier this year, there was an article in our local newspaper giving the costs of the local schools in the town that I attend. Mm-hmm. And I worked out it would cost me at least 40000 for one year for educating my, my children that are of school-going age. And I definitely don't spend that amount on the materials that I use, partly because many of the materials that I buy, um, part of it is non-consumable. So I just buy a, a replacement student manual for the child but the initial outlay of the teacher manual or the DVD or the textbook, um, you know, I use it over and over for my children. So it becomes more cost effective the more children you have. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, t- tell me about, uh, do you have to register then as a homeschooler? Do you have to register with an organization? Do you have to register with a legal firm? Because I, I, I want to believe that there may be lots of legalese that you would need to understand be- when you make this decision. Well, if you were to ask the Department of Education, an official would probably tell you that you have to register for homeschooling. But there is a conflict at the moment, and we are negotiating with government as, because apparently they are about to revise the, the, the policy um, for home education. The, the conflict is that the Constitution and the Universal Declaration of Rights says that parents have the prior right to choose the education that is in the best interest of their children. Mm-hmm. So I have that I have that right. Okay. Now the department tells me that I need to apply for permission to exercise that right. You you see the conflict. I, I uh, so see, they're I asking see. me to I need to ask permission for something which is actually my right. So um, the regulations that have been issued are apparently unlawful, and the result is that over ninety percent of home educators don't actually register with the 
department and apparently this is lawful non-compliance because they have reason for not registering. I, I, I suppose government will say they're protecting the rights of the child as well to education because if we, and I understand where you're coming from, yes. but I'm thinking who, who, who then makes the decision that I am competent as a parent to give quality education to my child, which is a child's right to get. Okay, well, who, who judges that you're competent to give your child housing and food and health care? <laughs> you see, I just think it's part of parenting. And if I'm being negligent, then somebody has the right to report me and definitely the government must come and investigate. And mm. the onus is on them to then prove that I've been negligent and that I've given my child an education that is... Um, that has that is lower than the the worst child in a government school. Okay, so you say you say let me do what is best for my child. If 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 at any stage I fail at doing it, then you must intervene. Yes, just like if I neglect my child or abuse them or I don't feed them, then welfare must step in and, and you know government must come and investigate. But we must assume that parents are doing what is best for their children unless they we have proven otherwise. So your answer is you don't have to register. Yeah. Simon, I'm not a legal advisor, though. I know, I know, but it's as far as you're concerned, legal yes. Legal advice from um, the Homeschool Legal Defence Association, the Pestalozzi Trust. All right, Simon in, in Guadalupe Natal. Hello, welcome. Yes, how are you doing, there? Good, thank you, Simon. Yeah, good. I just, uh, I think this discussion you're having is a very interesting discussion, and um, I'd just like to throw my ten cents in there. Um, I've got, I've got two kids, and they're both at prestigious private schools, and I won't mention the names. And, but I will tell you that my school fees are in excess of 30,000 rand a month for these two kids. Okay? And, and what I want to tell you is that this assumption that you get personal attention if you send your kids to a private school is an absolute load of rubbish. You know, the, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the teachers from whether they're government schools or private schools, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, it's up to the kids to learn how to study themselves mm. and how to go through the processes of planning before they actually achieve anything. And um, this idea of sending your kids to a private school and because it costs a lot of money, you, you know, you're going to get the results and the attention is completely ludicrous to the degree that, I mean, we were considering pulling our kids out of the private school system and putting them into a process and we were considering homeschooling. And the reason we wanted to do that is, is we don't believe that the school teachers out there are teaching the kids to plan correctly. Mm. What we believe is that they're just sitting around giving the lecture and at the end of the day waiting for the kids to ask them questions if they believe there's an issue. And that's like trying to get a sheep into a, into a, into a hawk. It's not going to happen easy. Mm -hmm. You, you know, we, we, we spoke about it earlier, uh, uh, Simon, and, and I want to, Shirley, do you have a response for Simon? Um, well, I, I think, you know, there are different types of teachers. Some are passionate about helping children to become well-educated and others are just doing a job and they have to get through a curriculum and get the kids through a test and so that is what they teach. They're not really teaching other skills, like you said. Mm -hmm. Simon, I, I, I would urge you to, to, to get... Um Shirley's book, which will help you and, and your and your wife make a decision. It's called Homeschooling High School, and it's very comprehensive. It, it, it will lead you into making the right decision if you still want to stay there. Because somebody mentioned earlier who called us and said, schools are just sausage-making factories. We should understand, we should 
also understand what we mean by educating children. Are we just creating, as, as my previous caller said, sausage-making sausage factories and that sort of thing? Or are we wanting to create good citizens for, a, you know, for, for society? So these are some of the questions you need to ask yourself. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it would be great, and I'll be interested in having a look at the book. Maybe, maybe what would be really interesting to listen to, Priscilla, is on your side, um, from the homeschooling perspective, how you go about getting the kids to plan correctly as opposed to spoon-feeding them. Mm. You know, what kind of uh, methodology you adopt with respect to that. That would be very interesting to listen to, because, because from the schooling system out there, maybe school teachers out there, and I know, I know you always get great school teachers, and I know you get ones that are just trying to push through a process and everyone's natural. I mean, the world works like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not a generic statement. I think, I think what would be really interesting is, is, is the planning methodology that's brought down to a kid's level where they can actually see the wood from the trees with respect to what they do. And I'll, I'll just listen on the radio and uh, it would be great if that topic could just be discussed for a few minutes. Thank you, Simon. Thank you for your call. Shirley, before we, we go to our next call, do you want to talk about your methodology? Um, I think the, the, the greatest thing that I'm even learning myself, you know, I'm, I'm on a journey of educating myself as I go along with my children, mm-hmm. is that whatever we want our children to learn, we actually should be modeling for them. And when you're a home-educating parent, you have a lot of time when you are at home with your children and they can learn from how you do things. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important. And then the other thing is that um, if, you, if you can just break away from doing school at home, then you have time to say to a child, what do you want to learn? Like, for instance, the other day, my seven-year-old asked me to read a story to her about the solar system. And then afterwards, at the back of the book, there was a picture of a classroom where children had made a, a model of the solar system. So she said, I want to make my own solar system. Mm. So I could have got a plan and said, okay, we're doing it like this. But I said, how do you want to do it? What's mm. your idea? Mm. We can go and research on the internet no, no, mommy, this is how I want to do it. And she had her idea. And I thought, oh, that's not going to work so well. It was newspaper and sticky tape and painting (laughs) it, and I knew the paint won't stick to the sticky tape. But I thought, no, she needs to plan this, and then if she makes a mistake and it doesn't work out, then she's going to learn, oh, that didn't work so well. What else can we do to improve it? And so she's learning by going through this process herself of planning what she's going to do and how she's going to do it, and then learning by trial and error. And too often we just want to give children the solution or give them the plan and make them do it, but we don't let them experiment and even fail. Hmm. Let's talk to Jeremy in the Free State. Jeremy, welcome. Hi there. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Good. I was just finding in because uh, we, are, we are at a stage, I've got, we've got a four-year-old uh, and a one-and-a-half-year-old, and we've just made the decision to homeschool. Um, so we've started that in the last few months. Um, and I just wanted to share with you really why we made that decision. Please do. Um, yeah, we, I'm a primary school teacher by trade, so, I, so <laughs> everyone looks at me and is like, well, why would, you, why would you want to homeschool? You're a teacher. Exactly. You know how important school is. Um, but actually we, what we've realized is that um, with school, often you're pushing a child into developing at a pace that, isn't, that doesn't work for them. Um, and, you know, as a, as a teacher, you've got 30, 40 kids in your class and you've got to get them through all of these, uh, you've got to get them through all of these things you want them to learn. And if they haven't learned that by the end of the year, then there's a problem. And so we're constantly pushing children to develop at a speed, which actually isn't, isn't their natural speed. It's mm-hmm. not, it, some, some kids develop quicker than others in, in listening, in, in eyesight, in motor skills. 
Mm. Um, and actually, when we homeschool, what we're able to do is to allow uh, our children to develop without the pressure of feeling like they're failing mm. every time they don't match up to their peers. And I think that's been so important for me as a primary school teacher. We, I was quite keen that my four-year-old, that she, she knew her numbers because I could see that some of the, the friends around us, their kids knew the numbers. They mm. knew they could recognize them all. So I kept pushing. And eventually what happened is my four-year-old started to kick back. She was mm. like, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And then we got to talking to a friend and, and we realized actually we just needed to hold off and let her develop at her own pace. And within three months, she was asking us. She was saying, uh, Dad, can you show me how to write a three? Can you show me how, how to write a per for Phoebe? Um, so it, it, it was sort of, it proved it, proved it to me really that uh, actually we, 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 we it, it's, a, it's a good way of being able to allow children because they all get there eventually. Uh, you know, that's the thing about being a primary school teacher. We get a bit stressed with who this one's not doing well and this one's not doing well. But by the time they're 20, you know, everyone's pretty much able to, to function well in life. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to take the pressure off of, off of the kids and allow them to develop in their own pace. Well, uh, Jeremy, my question to you is, you've, you've discovered that it works for your children. How has this changed your attitude towards the children you're teaching at a primary school, uh, the, the 30 children that you have to deal with? Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not currently teaching at the moment. Ah, I'm, in, okay. I'm in, in and out of schools, um, mainly to doing assemblies and things like that. But I think have, if I was to be back in the classroom, it would completely change the way I taught. I think rather than trying to uh, to to to, main, to to match up to a certain, you know, you, we, you do you do all your plans and you say this is my objective and I've got to fulfil this objective by the end of the lesson and then we grade the children. Have they met that objective? And if they haven't, then we're trying to push them, give them extra lessons. I think I would be a lot more relaxed in say and and in allowing the children to 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 say, hey, I'd really like to learn more of this, like the other, like the lady was just saying. Mm. Um, I, I really would like to urge you to, 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 to talk to as many teachers as you can that you still have contact with <laughs> yeah. and just share this experience so that there's less pressure on the children in the classroom for those people who cannot afford homeschooling. Yeah, and I think the other thing about you, you're talking about affording homeschooling, actually what we've found, I mean obviously I, I, you're probably talking about people who have to go to work mm-hmm. and obviously that's mm-hmm. a, major, a major thing, but in terms of, of the actual finances of the actual homeschooling, I think it probably works out cheaper if, not, if, it, if, if, it's, if it's not cheaper it's about the same in that you're not paying for all of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, what, what we've found is that it means that we can afford, because we've only got one kid or two kids that we're, that we're wanting to do things, we can, we can go down to the lion park and to learn about lions. Whereas if I was a teacher, to try and organize for 30 kids to mm. get in a bus to go down to see the lions takes months of planning and I have to send out letters. We, we can just do those kind of things at the drop of a hat. Well, um, Jeremy, so actually, it makes it much more flexible in terms of the learning. You've enticed a lot of people now to go into homeschooling. Thank you so much for sharing your experience, and thanks for your call. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye, bye. Surely that that that's pretty true. I hadn't thought of that. That you know, you you don't you're not stuck at home just teaching like you would be stuck in a classroom. It it opens so many doors for you, and and things that you can teach your children without the the big plans and and getting a a nod from the principal.
Absolutely. I mean, people are going to see Day of the Dinosaur and they're going to ex- art exhibitions and art galleries and, you know, science centers and all those kind of things. We can do far more experiential learning and even go and speak to experts. I mean, my daughter said to me a few weeks ago, she's 16, she said, Mom, when can we go to the local radio station? I want to find out how that works. So we're going to organize that, you know. Well, bring her here. <laughs> bring her to me. Yeah. Okay. So, now, Shirley, I, I, I know I'm going to read this and probably find other questions for you. This is just the first of, of just saying the book is out there. People must read. People must think about it. But I'd like to open another invitation to you at some point when we've got questions from uh, our listeners uh, for you to come back and, and, and just explain a bit more. I'd be happy to. Thank you. And the book is available at all good bookstores, right? Uh, yes. If they don't have it on the shelf, I'm sure they can order it because it's just been released by the publishers. That's Drake, huh? Yes, that's right. Thank you, Shirley, and 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 say thank you to your three-year-old for be, being so accommodating. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> okay. Okay. Then, bye bye. Bye bye. That's Shirley Irve and um, Erve, E R W E E, homeschooling high school, and it's got all you need to know about homeschooling. And uh, she hopefully, when I've read it, because I didn't read it, I was so excited about it. When I've read it, um, we'll we'll talk more about it. But we need to talk, have a conversation about just what we are producing from educating our children. I, I've said this on the radio very many times that there's this we've just kind of dropped humanities away, um, and and um, we're not creating a full human being because we don't do the arts anymore. There's soulless work that we are teaching. We're not dealing with the soul and children making their own decisions. So maybe that's another conversation.